Greetings, Mind Crafters, and welcome to another Minecraft episode. My name is Kimberly Quinn, and I'm your hostess with the Mosis on this beautiful day. So uh, remember, Minecraft is about becoming, learning to become the boss of your brain. You know, sort of than rather just letting it run amok because it will if we let it, right? We've talked about the thoroughbred example, these, you know, 85-pound jockeys on the back of this beautiful, powerful animal, yet they are able to steer it in the right direction as they so choose. So my inspiration today is coming from Richard Carlson, PhD, he, uh, though from a different, he's got lots of Don't Sweat the Small Stuff books, a whole series. And the last few are about, and it's all small stuff. This one is Don't Sweat the Small Stuff with Your Family. And I think a lot of this is just food for thought and very transferable with you know, friends and colleagues and everything else. But uh, he talks today about, or I'm talking today about letting go of your expectations. You know, and this is one I've sort of been naturally been doing since I was younger. And I've said to people in a very positive way, sometimes they, they'll chuckle because they think I'm being sarcastic, but I'm really not. This is, this is one of the positives because typically there's, there's a bless in any mess, right? Usually for the most part. And one of the positives to growing up in a very addicted household, being the proud prodigy of two alcoholic parents, is that I didn't have a lot of expectations. And I didn't even know that I didn't have expectations. When you're a child, you just find your inner tigger. You be, you know, children are very resilient. They just figure out how to navigate the dysfunction. And one of the ways I learned to navigate the dysfunction was to let go of expectations. And again, I didn't know that, that that's what I was doing. It just made it easier. You know, if you don't have expectations, the glass is pretty much always half full. <laughs> half full. You know, when stuff just, just, you know, good stuff happens, it's just like, yay. And so Richard starts out by saying, he says, if ever there was a suggestion that was easier said than done, this would be it. Expectations are a part of life and seem to be imagined, sorry, ingrained into our thinking. Well, isn't that the truth, though? However, if you can lessen your expectations even a little bit about how things are supposed to be and instead open your heart and accept what is, you'll be well on your way um, to a calmer and much happier life. You know, this also makes me think of what Richard, the wisdom of Richard Carlson is also bringing me to the wisdom of John Kabat-Zinn because John Kabat-Zinn, who I also love, is he has talked about stress. It's very related to this because it's wanting the present moment to be something other than it is. So this is similar, obviously, to when we have expectations and then they don't happen. Why? Because people are human and we can't control people other than ourselves. And so they don't follow through, or maybe they do, but it's not how we envision it. You know, maybe they actually do a decent job, but it's not what we had in our heads, and then we're disappointed, da 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 da, da. And the whole thing with John Kabat-Zinn and acceptance, you know, is, is accepting the moment, the present moment, exactly as it is. When we do that, we are also going to kind of prevent the whole disappointment thing. You know, so we often expect people to be a certain way, and that right there is kind of a tangled web, I think, because, you know, again, we're all human and then there's life circumstances and curveballs. And um, I think Richard gets into this, but it doesn't, we're not talking about lowering our standards. We still want, 
We're not saying, I mean, obviously knowing our value is the number one. You hear me talking about that a lot. And knowing our value has us also setting appropriate boundaries and things like that. We're not saying to let go of any of that. That is super duper important because to not do so is self-abandonment. And there isn't anything worse you can do for yourself than that. What we're talking about is kind of letting go of, of this, you know, envisioning certain things and people to be a certain way and certain circumstances to be, to be the way we want them. And again, they may even turn out okay, but if we have the bar set so high, I'm thinking what's coming to my mind right now is weddings. How many people end up just getting so stressed out? I mean, for months and months, or I should say anxiety out, right? Because, because of the stressors of a wedding that it has to be this many people, it has to be you know, and then there's all the what ifs and what, and then he, what if they don't come and then how do, and then the seating chart and then the, this and the, that and the band and the tables and the food and the dress and the tuxes and the, this or the suits or whatever suits, I think are more in now, but whatever. And we envision it being, we're not saying don't plan. Planning's fun. Planning's fun. The planning was, it will be a whole lot more fun if you realize that, uh, we can't control all of it. Certainly not the weather. I mean, when I hear people saying, you know, months ahead of time, as long as it's dry, as long as it doesn't rain, you can't control it. You just can't. Now, I think, you know, obviously, there's see, it, there are only 365 days in the year plus leap year. It's got to rain on somebody's wedding, right? So it's best to just, otherwise we'd be in a big old drought. So to not expect that it's not going to rain or not expect, because again, it's it's got to rain on somebody. We can't have it not rain every day of the entire year. There wouldn't be an earth anymore. And so Richard Carlson, PhD, then says, the truth is our expectations are responsible for a great deal of our grief and stress. Oh, sing it to me, brother. Absolutely. We expect something to be a certain way or a person to behave a certain way, and it doesn't happen. I know, big surprise, right? So we get upset, bothered, disappointed, and unhappy. Since life is rarely exactly the way we would like it to be, or the way we expect it should be, we end up spending a great deal of time let down or disappoint or disappointed, constantly wishing life were different than it actually is. And again, I was just saying this with John Kabat-Zinn, right? So there's the disappointed part, but there's the other, we can bring in the other emotions to it too. When we're not accepting this moment as it is, we get, um, in addition to, to dis- disappointed, frustrated, maybe angry, anxious, whatever, right? And there was that whole story with with um, Oprah, my dear friend who doesn't know about it, with her big gig that she had down, I think it was New Orleans. And I t- I've told you this before, well, if you've listened to the other episodes, but she went, you know, this was this huge thing. She was supposed to speak at it. I feel like it was, I don't remember if it was talking about the, the school she had built in Africa or whatever. I don't remember, but it was a big, huge thing. And she was going to speak at it. And she, she was doing something benevolent and humanitarian. And it was ultra important for her to be there. And she was knocked flat on her back with the flu, not just a cold, you know, you can kind of muddle through and be miserable and, you know, take some dry your nose up stuff and you can do it still. We've all, I mean, we've all been there when you can't, your body says no, the, the answer is no. Right. So it was that situation. And, and it wasn't until, you know, she ran it through her head about, you know, I've got to be there, the flight, I can delay the flight, I can be there in three hours. And and then it wasn't until she finally cashed in the chips and said, clearly this isn't meant to be. My expectations are not going to be met. So rather than be disappointed and miserable and beat myself up when I already don't feel well, flat on my back with the flu, 
that I may as well let it all go, which is what she did. And Stedman brought her soup and, and tea and things like that. And they sat and caught up because this was an interview with her from years ago. So I'm paraphrasing. But they got, you know, they caught up because she had been, had a super busy, I think it was a few weeks, a few months, maybe even. And which is maybe why she got the flu, who knows. But um, so she had that time to catch up with her partner. And that was just how it was. Not that it wasn't still still sad for her. Of course it was. But it was, she, Oprah said this herself. It wasn't until she came into that place of clearly the universe, God is saying, this is what your day is like. This is your present moment. It's flat on the back with, with, with the, with the flu and, um, and your partner, you know, waiting on your hand and foot being wonderful and catching up with him and all that sort of thing. And so it all rolls in together, really. What it comes down to is acceptance, acceptance of people. Again, we're not saying people, we're not saying giving people a pass for bad behavior in any way from small to large, a little snarky all the way to, you know, super high maintenance or toxic. No, there's no pass. We're saying, though, that if we land in this place of acceptance with people and circumstances, we are going to be way better off. And it gives us agency and control over our own lives because when we put, you know, um, our when, when we, we attach our happiness to outcome, which we are doing with expectations, we set ourselves up to not be happy or at least not as happy as we could be. Why? Because, because then we're dependent on what's going on outside of us when really we can only be happy as, you know, as far as anything with what's going inside of us, our happiness levels on the inside, the barometer is on the inside. So we do not want it attached to people and circumstances on the outside. It, it just doesn't work that way. Right. So Richard continues, since life is rarely exactly the way we like it to be or the way we expect it should be, we end up spending a great deal, great deal of our time let down and disappointed, constantly wishing that life were different than it actually is. Okay, just reiterating. Then rather than seeing our own part in the process, we continue to blame life and our circumstances for our, for our stress, stress, sorry, stress and frustration. Of course, this gets into a whole nother level. We start talking about blame, the blame-shame game, and we just start going down a rabbit hole with that one. It makes me think of the Peanuts, Schultz, you know, Snoopy and everybody, Peanuts cartoon when when they have the adults talk and it's wah, 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 wah. You know, it's the whiners and the complainers, you know, you know, unnecessarily sucking the oxygen out of the atmosphere, which would be better used for the rest of us, but <laughs> spreading the positive energy, right? just wasting on whining and complaining. And that's really where it goes. We, I mean, that whole expectations thing is just kind of bad news. All right, so then Richard says, in no way am I suggesting you eliminate your preferences or all, all of your expectations. Um, like expecting when you're a child that parents are going to take care of you when you're sick. I mean, that's Obviously, that falls under the essentials. That's in the contract. We're not talking about that. Certainly, there will be times when you will want to insist on certain things or demand certain standards of behavior, and that's fine. But lessening your expectations is not the same. Not the same thing as lowering your standards. Very important to understand that. You know, as a partner, um, if you're a, if you're a leader, if you're in a leadership position, expecting your employees to behave respectfully, which hopefully they do. And that they're, you know, integrity-based with, you know, showing up on time and completing projects on time. And if they're unable to for whatever reason, 
that the integrity thing also rolls into just communicating. Maybe they have a sick child. Maybe they're sick themselves. Maybe they just need a mental health day, you know, whatever, 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 but that they're communicating that whole thing. And also on the flip side of that, employees with expectations of leaders, that leaders, um, you know, the number one job, right, is making employees feeling, feel safe and appreciated and all that good stuff. So that we're not talking about lowering standards, talk about lowering expectations. Um, and then he says, it's entirely possible to have very high standards, yet still keep your perspective about your own expectations. Keep in mind that our goal here is to improve the quality of our lives and to keep the little things from taking over our lives. That's the whole thing with these don't sweat the small stuff books, which I love that he says on the first one, at least I think it's the first one, don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff. You know, the high, high majority of th- life's curveballs, thankfully, are small stuff. The stuff that happens in life, small stuff. It's the big, big curveballs, that phone call in the middle of the night. Thankfully, that is not common, actually rare, right? Thank goodness. So when we go around wasting all of our energy on these expectations and when we've talked about, you know, the worrying, which is rehearsing anxiety and all this stuff, then we waste all this, all this energy on the little stuff. Then we don't have any energy for the big stuff if it does happen, you know, kind of thing. So he says, um, keep in, keep in mind that the goal here is to improve the quality of our lives and keep the little things from taking over our lives. It's ultimately in your best interest. If you can see the importance of letting go of some of your expectations, that way you can enjoy more of your life the way it really is and struggle less with the way you would rather it be. Oh, absolutely. And I love when Richard Carlson, PhD, brought up uh, the whole thing with letting it go. I mean, I live my life that way. I let go out of as much as possible every single day of my life. Like, I actually am in a conversation if somebody says something, whatever, whatever, whatever. Let it go. Who cares? That's Those are their brainwaves right now. You know, unless they said something like hateful and hurtful, but I don't hang out with people like that, so highly doubtful. But if they if they did, then I would stand up to that. But the rest of it is just like, who cares what their political views are? Who cares? Their political views don't affect my political views. And, and just let them talk. And, <clears throat> you know, whatever else that they're saying, and that she she said, he said, whatever. whatever. And so just let it go. And now there's all the petty crap. Again, some things need to be addressed. I mean, somebody is, you know, deliberate, really deliberate with their words or behavior, and it's something that crosses the line. Well, of course. Most of it doesn't, though. Most of it's snark, and it's petty, and it's just stupid. And just let it go. And just uh, try it out for a day. Just letting go of expectations and see what happens. I'm telling you, from, from you know, the adult child of an alcoholic's perspective, it's the way to go. I mean, it really is. Just let, you got, again, not lowering standards. That's different. Just let go of things being exactly as you want them to be and realize that the universe is in charge out there god source however you want to call it and let it go just ride the wave okay this is kimberly quinn signing off from the beautiful northern vermont have a mindful day